Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about why high school starts too early, why daydreaming might be a sign of an efficient brain, and a new type of planet researchers are including in our search for extraterrestrial life. Let's search for some extraterrestrial curiosity. Or terrestrial is fine too, I guess. This next story will come as no surprise to anyone who has ever struggled to wake up for school. According to research, high school starts way too early in almost every U.S. state. Relatable, am I right? Experts recommend that teens get between 8 and 10 hours of sleep each night. But their biology makes it difficult to achieve that during the school year. Teens have a hard time falling asleep early because their sleep drive builds more slowly than it did in childhood, so they don't start to feel tired until later in the night. If they were left to their own schedule, most teens would sleep from 11 or midnight to 8 or 9 in the morning. But the vast majority of American high schools start earlier than that, which means that teens need to get out of bed even earlier than that to arrive on time. They get sleepy later and have to wake up earlier, so their sleep is being squeezed on both sides. Suffice it to say, sleep is essential for good physical and mental health. And the kids are not all right. A 2014 poll of parents by the National Sleep Foundation found that a majority of high schoolers weren't getting the recommended amount. One sleep medicine publication called the average teenager pathologically sleepy. Yikes. In 2014, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommended that high schools start at 8.30 or later. But a few years later, the Department of Education found that the first bell rang earlier than that in 93% of U.S. high schools. The only places where students started the day at 8.30 local time or later were Alaska, South Carolina, and Washington, D.C., On the other end of the spectrum, schools in Louisiana start as early as 7.30 a.m. That hurts just thinking about. And this isn't a uniquely American phenomenon either. Schools in many countries start their day at that time or earlier. So why does school start so early? Well, in the U.S., buses are a big part of it. Many school districts use one bus company to shuttle all grade levels. Most places tend to bring high school students in first, then middle school, then elementary school. South Carolina follows an opposite flow, which is why they're on the later end of the list. Well, the good news is that things are changing. More than 400 school districts have moved their start time to 8.30 or later. And a lot of the time, that has resulted in better test scores, attendance, and graduation rates. And probably... Happier, healthier teens. If you frequently find yourself lost in a daydream, I've got good news. It turns out that daydreaming might be a sign of an efficient brain. According to psychology professor Eric Schumacher, people with efficient brains may have too much brain capacity to stop their minds from wandering. A study he co-authored in 2017 backs up that claim. For that study, researchers first put people in an MRI machine and asked them to focus on a fixed point in space. That helped the researchers figure out how well different parts of their brains worked together. 
Next, the participants took a test to measure their intellectual and creative abilities and answered questions about their daydreaming habits. It turned out that the people who thought they daydreamed the most also performed the best on the intellect measuring test. Not only that, but the different regions of their brains also seemed to work together the most efficiently. Basically, this suggests that when these participants were bored, they could tune out and count on a small corner of their brain to grab their attention when something important came up. Something else that controls whether you can come back to what you're doing after a daydream is working memory. That's the kind of short-term memory that helps you keep a phone number in your mind while you look for a place to write it down. Another study found that you're more likely to daydream when your working memory isn't being challenged, which shows just how important working memory is when it comes to daydreaming. In that study, participants were given a simple task that required their constant attention. Something like clicking a button every time they took a breath, or hitting a computer key only when a certain letter appeared on screen. They then had their working memory tested by being asked to remember certain letters while performing mathematical equations. Lo and behold, the people who reported daydreaming the most during their most mindless tasks were also the ones who best recalled the numbers even when called upon to use their brains. But when the same participants were given a task that challenged their working memory, the differences in daydreaming disappeared. Everyone had to focus on the task at hand. So there you have it. If you tend to let your mind wander during a simple task, it might just mean that your brain has everything under control. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> Usually, when we think about the search for life on other planets, we think about Earth-like planets. But recently, scientists have turned their attention to a very different kind of world that could also have the right conditions for life to form. These planets are called Hycean worlds, and they're pretty different from Earth. Instead of the nitrogen that dominates our atmosphere, Hycean planets have an atmosphere rich in hydrogen. And instead of the rocky land masses that we call home, they have large planet-wide oceans. These strange water worlds are a lot more common than habitable terrestrial planets like Earth, which is a major reason why scientists are interested in them. Planets like ours have a narrow Goldilocks zone. That's the range around a star that would make the planet not too hot and not too cold, but just right. See what they did there? But Hycean worlds have a much larger potential range of masses and temperatures that could sustain life. They can be found around a much wider range of stars, too, including ones one-tenth the mass of our sun to stars about ten times as massive. But Hycean worlds don't even need to have perfect conditions to support life. Take dark Hycean planets, for instance. These are tidally locked to their star, so one side of the planet is always light, while the other side is always dark. These planets could be much hotter on average and still support life because the dark side of the planet could have oceans cool enough for life to form. And then there are cold Hycean worlds, which lie far beyond the Goldilocks zone. These planets might be far away from the star they orbit or even unattached to any star. But scientists think that even then life could arise. It would just use the planet's internal heat as the main energy source. 
The surface of the oceans could even be completely frozen and still host life deep underneath. Once scientists find a candidate for a hospitable world, the hunt for life can begin. Scientists can measure the chemical composition of a planet's atmosphere by looking at what wavelengths of light the atmosphere absorbs. And because the processes of life alter the chemical composition of the atmosphere, scientists can read those wavelengths to find the signatures of life. Scientists are hoping to start studying the transmission of many identified Hycean worlds with the launch of the James Webb Space Telescope in the coming months. Let the hunt for Hycean life begin. Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up, starting with the fact that high school starts way too early in almost every U.S. state and in many other countries. Teens get sleepy later than they did as kids, so when school requires them to get up early, they cut their sleep short, and that takes a toll on their academic performance. The American Academy of Pediatrics has recommended that schools start no earlier than 8.30 a.m., And thankfully, more than 400 school districts have changed their start times to follow their lead. More sleep means better test scores and healthier teens. This story was so validating because I look back at my high school years and I'm kind of like, well, it was unhealthy for me to like stay up until 10 or 11 or midnight messing around on my computer, learning how to build webs. I just teach myself how to build websites and stuff a lot of the time. I was. Hey, me too. Really? (laughs) Have we talked about this? (laughs) I knew that you knew HTML, but I didn't know that you taught yourself in high school. Oh, I taught myself. Well, I taught myself in junior high, actually. But (laughs) 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 and actually, I I do need to be completely frank. My my father is a computer programmer and he taught me. So, yeah. But still, you'd stay up late at night. Yeah. Messing around, kind of learning stuff. Just, you know following your curiosity. Exactly. But I felt bad in, you know, retrospect, like, oh, why did I stay up so late? Because, you know, I paid for it the next day. It turns out it's because we just naturally were that way. I know. It's, yeah. You know, it's so easy for grownups to be like, oh, these teens staying up too late. It's like, hey, it's biology, man. I also have to apologize to my world history teacher, Mr. Longhenry, because senior year, his class was right after lunch. And I would eat lunch. I'd go sit down in the back row. I would be alert. I'd engage the first maybe five minutes of class, tell a really hilarious joke or two that everybody appreciated, I'm sure, including him. (laughs) And then I'd put my head down on the desk. And I swear to you, without fail, I would fall asleep almost instantaneously and sleep through that entire class almost every day of senior year. And it was such a shame because Mr. Longhenry was like one of the best educators I've ever had, an amazing storyteller. You bring life to these stories from AP World History. And it was just, it was one of the best classes I could have taken. But actually, I couldn't stay awake. I like, that was it. My body just, I hit a wall and it was like, it's time to digest your food and fall asleep. So I have always felt bad about that. But you know, this, this study validates that I wasn't that bad of a guy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> By the way, I did not pass the AP World History test. So just goes to show, stay awake in class and do not let me be a role model here. Learn from my mistakes. That's the takeaway. If you're in high school, learn from my mistakes. Do what you can to stay awake in class and, you know, get the sleep that you can get. Definitely. And we also learned that daydreaming might be a sign of an efficient brain. 
Studies suggest that people with better working memory are more likely to daydream during a simple task. And brain scans suggest that daydreamers have brains that work more efficiently. That might mean that daydreaming is a way for efficient brains to blow off steam when they're bored. And thanks to their powerful working memory, they can always focus again when it's important. And we learned that hydrogen-rich ocean worlds called Hycean planets could be a very good bet for finding life out there in the universe. Not only are they more common than habitable terrestrial planets like Earth, but they have a much wider range of conditions in which they could support life. Around big stars and little stars, far from their star and way up close, and even tidally locked so one side is always hot and the other side is always cold. I hope I see an extraterrestrial soon. Boo! <laughs> By the way, the tidally locked world that has one of my favorite names, it's called an eyeball planet because it looks like an eyeball. It's like facing, it's always staring at its sun and it's got, you know, it's it's hot on, I mean, that's where the similarities end. We don't have hot eyeballs, but still, <laughs> I like the, I like the name. Well, I, for one, I'm glad we're taking a close look at those. I, for one. <laughs> oh. This is bad. I think we need more sleep. Yeah. I think we need more sleep. Today's writers were Steffi Drucker, Ruben Westmus, and Brianna Brownell. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow and we'll snap you out of your daydream like that. First time I've snapped on this podcast. And hey, you'll learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. 